Welcome to Throttled Up, the podcast. Throttled Up will be a weekly podcast featuring Matt and Dustin. We plan to discuss the legendary Brownstown Speedway, along with other local dirt tracks, Eldora, Salem Speedway, and all of your IndyCar and NASCAR news. Don't miss an episode of Throttled Up, the podcast. Hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Dirt, 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 I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 I missed that. Dirt. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Uh, exciting day again today. Got a guest in studio. Excited to get a chance to talk to him. But first, you know, I want to I want to shout out to our sponsors again, and the first one being In the Fast Lane Productions. And I've got my login now to the In the Fast Lane Productions website, and man, it is slick. You can search all their their archive videos. You can look up at specific races. He's already got all the heats and features from uh, Bloomington Speedway on Friday night. You know, the Race Saver Sprints, the Modifieds, the Super Stocks over there. For the little bit of money they're asking to help support them, you can't beat the value in having a login to inthefastlaneproductions.com. I can't, can't say enough about what those guys are doing over there with that website. Schaefer Photos and Custom Tea. Uh, again, we're hoping to be at the track Friday night for the No Way Out 40 and Saturday at uh, Brownstown Speedway. If you come out to the track, make sure you stop by and see Mark and Jamie Schaefer at Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea right there at their trailer behind the grandstand. Uh, we're hoping to have Mark and Jamie on here in the uh, future, kind of talk about their passion and involvement in the racing world. And then last but not least, Kenny Montgomery for allowing us to use his new single, Dirt, as our intro and outro music. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to yet, that song, along with Dirt Track Thing, is available uh, on iTunes. Go out and download and support Kenny. I really appreciate him allowing us to use that. So now, Matt, 
another wet weekend but again we just took a look at the seven day forecast and i don't want to get our get the cart in front of the horse here but it looks like we got a really good chance that we're going to run two nights of racing at brownstown this week yeah i checked the uh you know the forecast there and it has a zero percent chance for friday night for the no way out and i think a 20 percent chance for saturday night so all the odds we've had on that in the last few weeks that's the best odds yet so i think we're going to get to see some cars and if we average that that's only 10 percent chance so i'm gonna go ahead and average both days together and we're at a 10 percent. so i'm feeling good and i'm ready and i do want to give a shout out to bloomington speedway for you know getting their track ready where you know some people could go watch race and i actually wanted to go had every intention on coming into your office friday morning and uh doing my best uh way to influence you me and you take off to bloomington but then i looked at the rest of the forecast for the, the weekend and thought i better just stay home and get the yard mode if not it was going to be a, a hay field so uh and if you're interested in what happens if you do, didn't get your yard mode friday night you can look out my windows because <laughs> I went to go watch the uh, Jennings County High School musical performance of My Fair Lady. Didn't mow my yard, and it will be a hayfield. But hey, we'll we'll bail it when it comes to it. But hey, don't count on me doing the responsible thing the rest of the summer. I'll probably <laughs> be begging you on Friday. Let's go watch a race somewhere when uh, when Brownstown isn't running their double features. There. That's okay. And when 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 you're not responsible, I will probably struggle to be responsible. So <laughs> I'm good with a, a Friday night trip and and watching a little racing, but. Hey, uh, again, guest in studio today, Matt. You want to go ahead and give him an introduction? Yeah, he's uh, last year's Schaefer Photo and Custom Tee Rookie of the Year in the UMP Modifieds, fourth in the points there. Uh, loud and loose racing himself out of Dudleytown, Indiana. It's going to be Lucas Weemiller, drives the 55W Modified. Lucas, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate it. And um, Lucas, man, you, you've you kind of been in different versions of racing, um, you know, and and I want to start out with, you are the 2016 GNCC Side-by-Side National Champion, correct? Correct. What what exactly is Side-by-Side Racing? If I was going to go watch a Side-by-Side Race, what would I be seeing? Um, a bunch of guys, what do they call that, uh, pretty much chaos, you know? It's <laughs> 20, 30 cars on a line, dead engine starts, take off, you're everybody's racing that first corner that first section to get in the woods and it's really fun i mean it was a fun i still enjoy it but i just kind of taken a different road and a different route with racing and where all are those races held at those side-by-side races uh gncc's national so they have them all over the the united states most you know on the east coast so like florida the carolinas uh, ohio illinois indiana you know in there so in order to become a national champion you've really got to be willing to travel yeah you have to travel i mean if you miss a race you're pretty well done in the points because there's only six races not like the race the the dirt track there's as many as you want to go to in the summer there's only six so you have to go and do pretty well in them to to be in the top and we're talking obviously we just talked about you know coming into the woods really tight quarters on these tracks and obviously varying degrees of difficulty yeah a lot of times uh the national they're a little wider because the cars are getting bigger Mm -hmm. um when they first started in 2009 the the players 800 was the only one really out there and then uh can-am um had one but 
Now the cars are getting bigger, so they're opening the tracks up a little bit, and they're getting faster. But yes, it's technical, it's tight. You're going between trees, just where the car will fit through, and it's pretty. It's pretty neat. I mean, so the first time you rolled out at Brownstown in a modified, you probably thought the the track was four miles wide. You know, you're used to racing between trees, and you know that's a pretty wide surface at Brownstown compared to that. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you guys, I was like. It can't be that hard. I was like, the track's big, you know, all you're doing is going in a circle. There's no obstacles There's other than the other cars. Other than the other cars. And in that first race at Brownstown, I think I uh, drew, I drew like a one. So I'm in the first heat, or first, yeah, the first heat, and everybody was like, oh, you can, you can tell them that you're new and you want to go to the back. And I told the guys, like, hey, I'm not here to start in the back. So I took that chance and went right up on. front. Well, needless to say, I spun out. And then I had 11 other cars behind me or whatever it was, nine other cars that was all coming at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. So I had a rude awakening, but it was it was a learning curve and fun. You don't have the trees, but the trees also <laughs> don't come after you in the side-by-side exactly. the way those other cars do. Um, you know, when we're talking about the, the side-by-side racing, what – are those all stock side by sides or do you do a lot of you know adjustments and things a lot of adjustments as far as your shocks that's a huge thing and clutching and things like that to get you you know more low end torque and and stuff like that but as far as and you and you build engines too i mean you wrap a lot of money up in engines boy you can take a stock out and have just as much fun and they have classes for those guys as well so what class did you win the national championship in? It was uh, it was actually called the XC3, which was the pro amateur. And basically you could modify your buggy any way you wanted. You can motor, suspension. So, it was, I mean, it was pretty cool. So pretty competitive class, obviously, oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, re- it was really competitive. Awesome. So what made you decide to jump from running the, the GNCC series to the to – running you know the brownstown speedway and local dirt tracks well like i said you had to travel so we would leave and people know i've got my own business at the sawmill so it's hard for me to leave and take off and we'd have to leave on a friday you know and hustle down and then you only race for an hour so (laughs) you drive all the way to florida and say your your machine's tip-top shape you get out there and you hit some kind of big rut or rock or stump or whatever and you tear it up, you're done. You load up and you drive 18 hours back home. And so that kind of thing kind of took the fun out of it, you know. But that's why the, the dirt track, I'm like, hey, it's right in my backyard. Let's get a car so we can go 10 minutes from home be racing. And, and you're racing for longer than just an hour, too. You know, you're not exactly. You're not unloading, and an hour later, you're loading it back up. You know, there's, Hopefully not. Right. There's, <laughs> there's been some nights that's went longer than others, you, you know, but, uh, you know, so I guess time-wise, you probably have more fun for, you know, a longer time. Exactly. And and that's what, and it's it's a family sport. You know, I want my dad, and, and my grandma actually came to one of those cross-country races and, and watched it, but the the tracks are 10 miles long. Well, to get 10 miles on, you know, 300 acres, it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for spectators to watch it because you're here for a split second and then you're off in the woods and and then you might come around another 20 minutes later. So it's not really fun for the the fans that can't do all the walking like, you know, my grandma and stuff. So the dirt track, it's a lot family oriented. People can sit there and and it's fun. And that's what I wanted. You know, I want people 
my wife and and uh, family to come and watch and enjoy. What do you think the biggest difference between, and you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, the dirt track and then just controls and, and you know, power. What is the difference between the side-by-side and jumping in that modified? I do, I want to make this clear. I do have a huge respect now for, well, I always did, but a lot more for the dirt track. Absolutely. Be- because, I mean, it it is something that's not easy, and it took us a while to to feel where we're getting more comfortable but as far as the the comparison you know you've got 2400 pounds with 750 to 800 horse we're on a side by side you're 1500 and 150 horse so you know it's a lot of jump but i mean i don't know it's to me it's pretty well the same you know the the technicality is pretty well similar what a lot of the the common dirt track fan that sits in the stands don't realize though your motors and your modifieds have as much horsepower as the super late model does but you're on half the size of a tire i mean you know a lot of people don't realize that that you guys are cranking just as much horsepower as those super late models but your tire you know is half the the width so there's got to be some you know some strategic racing there as to how to get all that horsepower to the ground you know and keep from spinning out exactly and with us Whenever I first jumped in, you know, I thought, oh, just turn left and, and give it gas. And that's not, you know, that's not the case, as you guys know. So that took me a lot of a lot of time to try to figure out how not to spin out. <laughs> and, and to get that power to the track. Because, yeah, you'd come out of a corner, at Brownstown especially, you know, it slick, slicks off. And you give it throttle and you're spinning. You're not going anywhere. You're getting passed by guys that you know like you're sitting still because you're sitting there spinning so to get that all worked out it takes a lot of patience you know and well you uh you know you teamed up you know quite early with uh you know donnie fleetwood and devin gilpin and and uh they had to help you out a lot because you know devin and a modified at brownstown is you know about the best you can get actually the best you can get there at brownstown speedway so you you teaming up with them and getting some knowledge from them has to help you out a lot and it does, and that's how I got started in the whole racing is um, I was like, let's race at Brownstown. Okay, the next question is, what kind of car are you going to get? I had no clue what a good chassis was, what a motor builder was, or any of that. So I just started looking around and asking people, and and uh, a guy's like, hey, Donnie Fleetwood at Dasco has mod for sale. And I was like, who's Donnie Fleetwood? Where's Dasco? <laughs> you know, I mean, and they're like 39. I drove past it for... 27 years of my life and i was like oh okay well i just stopped in and and talking to him you know i was like hey i heard you had him on he's like yeah and he was showing really cool guy you know laid back and he kind of thought we were funny you know i took my dad and stuff over with this and and uh he's like see what you guys want to buy this car and i was like well yeah i want to do it he's like have you ever raced i'm like no <laughs> so he was like well okay then you know so it was he asked why i wanted to get him on i was like i like the looks of him i like the way you know they act and stuff and so that's why i did it and and like i said everybody told me he was the best so oh, I, I tried to put myself around people that are good if you want to do good mm-hmm. and you made a right choice there because i mean donnie you know donnie and devin pretty much wrote the book on the modified at brownstown so you did great there um luckily i got to to watch all your races at brownstown last year and and i'm, I'm gonna give you some props here man you are a great character for for dirt racing just for the fact is i get to the racetrack early 
but man, you beat me there most of the time. And you know, I'm a, I, that is awesome. You know, when I you know when I turn there at the intersection because I come from North Vernon to the racetrack and I'm coming down toward toward Brownstown Speedway. You know, your hauler's right there in the same spot every week. Got the American flag flying high, you know, and and that is very cool. That you know, you you want to bring that cool atmosphere to the to the dirt races, and you know, the last few years sometimes that's been forgotten a little bit, and you trying to bring it back, I think, is is awesome. So kudos to you for trying to to bring all that back into racing. Like we talked about, the side by side is a a Saturday and Sunday event not just for the side-by-sides you race one day but the dirt bikes and stuff are on sunday so i always like to get early you know you camp then so you camp all weekend make a make an enjoyable weekend out of it and that's kind of what the i miss from the from the side-by-side stuff so i kind of do that with the dirt track you know especially at brown sound we don't really do it anywhere else but brown sounds home we like to get early you know fire up the grill and have a little fun and and just make it make it enjoyable because like you said that's what it's all about no and you know like i said when i turn off the that intersection there and i can start coming down the hill i look over and when i see that flat you know flag flying i was like well lucas is here tonight you know <laughs> yeah. and you usually there when the, the track is i mean the pits are empty i mean you have to be one of the first guys rolling in there every week yeah we're the first ones <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that man that's uh you know that that's very cool and and uh you know, we had some fun there at the racetrack, you know, when you started naming your chassis. And, you know, I kind of played that off from the announcer's booth. And, you know, when you'd roll out, you know, yeah. I think your last car you had last year was Molly. And, and uh, you know, we uh, we kind of pushed that. You was in Molly every week. And, yeah. you know, that was, that was pretty cool. So what do you think – what was the biggest lesson that you learned last year as a rookie in the Modified? Uh, it's kind of tough because I learned a lot. You know, it was, <laughs> I mean – I would say patience, you just being easy. You know, I have I have a heavy foot and I want <laughs> and I want to win. Like I'm competitive, mm-hmm. so whenever you hear those cars coming up next to you, the first thing you think about is hitting the skinny pedal and trying to outbeat them. Well, then you do, but then you spin out in the corner mm-hmm. and then you know, you can't win the race on on the first lap, and that was a lot of my trouble. I started on the pole my very first heat race. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got this. You know, they got to pass me to win. Well, it was real easy to pass whenever I'm spun out <laughs> facing backwards. And I'm like, you know, they're all dodging me. So being patient and and just staying smooth is a huge thing. And I think that's one thing that a, a fan in the seats, and I know that Matt brought this up a little earlier, but doesn't understand sometimes is – it's not always about just mashing the gas and going. It's an art. I mean, it's it's how you feather things, how you set up your corners, and learning kind of that art of driving is is a big part of that as well. And the cars, there's so many adjustments on the car for that kind of driver. And you know, Devin, learning from him, Donnie's like, well, how do you, you know, how do you want to drive it? I'm like, fast. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to win, Donnie. You know, but anyways, he set me up kind of like Devin drives. I get in the car and and couldn't do it, you know, it just wasn't my style. And he's like, "Well, let's do this." So he, we come back. And this is all practice, and we come in, we change a few things, go back out, get better. And he's like, "Okay, you 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 like this driving style?" And I'm like, "I don't have a driving style that I know <laughs> of, so whatever you think." And so we played around with it a lot, and I think we're starting to get it to now. You know, I'd come in, he'd say, "What what do you want done?" Or that's a nice thing with Donnie. He could look at me. 
and say, hey, you're tight in the corner. Hey, you're loose. Or let's change this. Before, I had no clue, you know. So now we're at that point where I can come in and say, hey, I'm a little tight. Let's loosen it up. Or, you know, then they start talking wheel stagger. And that's all learning stuff. And we're still still learning. I mean, but we're getting closer. Do you think that, I mean, all these drivers we've had on, it's typically grown up with a, you know, a huge family connection to to racing you know their dad raced their grandfather raced you know uncles whatever you really didn't have that in that sense do you think though that that maybe that was a little bit of a an advantage to you because you kind of came in without any bad habits without any preconceived notion just the idea that hey i want to learn so you think that was an advantage to you in a way and i and i do and that's what i told donnie in the beginning when he was asking me this stuff i said donnie i i don't know so you just need to tell me what I need to do. Like, you know, you turned Devin into an awesome driver, which Devin is an awesome wheel man, you know, but mm-hmm. Donnie knows how to set up a car. I said, so just help me get there. And I'm just now starting out, you know, 30 years old. It's like, I feel like I wish I could have started at a younger age and been a lot better at this age now, but we'll just take it you know, year by year and, and get better. And hopefully by 40, it will be pretty good. <laughs> but like Dustin said, I mean, you didn't come in with the bad habits of, let's say, you know, a dad or grandpa might've had that you thought, well, that's just how you do it. You know, you really came in with a blank slate and I agree with you. I think it was probably better that way that, you know, Donnie just kind of found how, where you fit. He helped you set the car up that way and you got to go. And, and I'll tell you from, from race one last year to the last race of the year, you improved in one race season. So I don't think it's going to take 10 years for you. And, and I'm going to give you another shout-out, you know, because you just didn't race at, at Brownstown last year to try to figure the car out. You know, I went over to the Eldora Speedway for, I think it was the Johnny Appleseed or the Baltus Classic one. and Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, you roll out. You know, you, you drive to Eldora. <laughs> you know, you got six or seven races in on you, and you're you're running laps at Eldora Speedway. So, I mean, how many other rookies really do that? You know, that that's awesome. And that's kind of the, the, the uh, side-by-side coming out in me. You know, we traveled. So I kind of, I like to travel and it's three hours away. So I'm like, we're not racing anywhere local here. And I'm like, let's go turn laps. Cause we need, last year was all about laps. We, oh, didn't, yeah. we didn't really care where it was. I told Donnie, I wanted to go to Terre Haute and he's like, I don't know about it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it can't be that bad, you know, but we went there and we went all over and just raced anywhere we could to uh, try different tracks and different things and see different you know obstacles and, and i think that did help me it, it had to have been you know eldor was a high bank joint and, and fast and had a lot of fun there i, I like that place oh yeah that you know and you actually look very good there you know the, when you went out there and raced i, I was very impressed with watching you there and, and to me as a, as the race fan coming out of me you know i like sitting in the stands and seeing a guy just watch it at brownstown on saturday night and then you're turning laps at eldor so that was cool for me as a race fan too to get to root for you over there and I'll give you some credit. I think it's it's really, really cool the kind of the attitude you've taken into this in the sense that I think for a lot of guys getting in, there would be some some nerves, some reservations about, I don't know that I'm on that level to go to Eldora. I don't know that I'm on that level yet to go to Terre Haute. I don't know that I should go race. I think sometimes guys that jump into the sport look for the tracks that some of those big-name guys aren't there. and. And you're running at Brownstown Speedway as your home track, which is one of the better modified tracks you can find. But I really appreciate that attitude of, here's the deal. I know who I am. I just want to race. I want seat time. I want to turn laps and get better. 
I don't, it's okay. You know, you don't have that kind of, I don't want to be, and I, I don't want you to take offense. You're not worried about being embarrassed. If you go there and you spin out, if you go there and you touch the wall, you just bring her back and you keep trying. And, and I think that's a, a great attitude for a, a guy that's getting into racing to just get out there and show the fans that you're, you're trying to figure it out and do the best you can. You know, and I'm competitive, so whenever I do spin out, I I try not to act bad in front of you know in front of people and let them see that side of me. But it's it's nature. I go back and pretty tore up about it because mm-hmm. that's I mean it is embarrassing. But like I look at it, like you say, you got to start somewhere. And all these other guys that started, they all had their very first race, and and last year was my first year. So yeah, I mean we ran and different tracks and learning and. And you can't be scared to go out and or intimidated because, like I said, everybody has their first race, and it might just be with a lot better competition. But, and I feel like when you race against really good guys that don't spin out and don't wreck, it only makes you better as a mm-hmm. driver. I, and I've noticed that. Not that I'm, you know, a great driver by any means, but racing at smaller tracks with rougher cars, not as much talent you don't get better you get seat time and you get laps and you figure stuff out but you go and race at at Terre Haute Eldora um well I mean anywhere really I mean Brownstown we went to Ponderosa and different things like that with these better guys and you learn a lot you see those guys setting those corners up the right way you know following some of the best you know obviously you want to be competitive you want to lead but getting the opportunity to follow guys like Devin Gilpin you know and see how they set up corners see how they you know how how they run their machines is invaluable learning experience oh exactly when we went down to Ponderosa perfect example never been there I mean Donnie and Devin didn't go we just decided let's go down there so we went and and ran and right we made the feature and right there towards the end the lead guy was lapping starting to lap people you know he was he was on it and once he got in front of me i just did what he did i followed him and i kept right up with him you know and and really done pretty well really i mean for us so following the good guys or whatever so to speak i mean you do learn a lot and was you running a different line than he was before you got up behind him? Did, did he show you something on the track that you wasn't aware of? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I thought I thought I was doing decent, but then when they come flying past you, it's like they got it figured out. So then, yeah, I went up a little higher and, and a little deeper in the corner, a little harder, and different things like that. And and then you realize that you can do it. You got to have a lot of faith in your car, and your car's got to be, you know, it's that's what makes you go fast. And, oh, yeah. and tr- well, and trusting it. That was my biggest fear is, you know, when you go in that corner at 80 or whatever and you got to turn, you got you to know it's going to turn. And getting set up like it is and Donnie helping me and stuff like that, I can trust it. So you told me the, the lessons that you've learned or a few of the lessons you learned last season. What was the most exciting moment last season? Um... Any time that we could unload the car, make a feature, and load the car back up with minimal damage <laughs> was always exciting. But I don't, I don't know really that sticks out just perfect in my head. I mean, we had. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't even remember what my best finish was. You know, because I wasn't really paying attention to that. I was just trying to learn. Absolutely. Um, 
But we had some good races, you know, where I'd, I think I'd, top 10 was my best, I think. And that was exciting. Very cool. And you told us here before the race that this year you have uh, you have plans of kind of running for some UMP points and you're racing more than just Saturday at Brownstown. You're going to try to do the Friday night at possibly Bloomington and then Saturday at Brownstown and wherever else a modified is going to race. Yeah, and, and Devin always said, he said, man, we need to race three nights a week, at least two. And I'm like, well, you know, with my job, you know, I have a job that I can't just take off and go. And Friday night at Bloomington gives me that chance to get two nights in. So I want to run every every race at Bloomington. That's my that's my plan this year. Um, see how good we can get in the points over there. And, and like you said, try to get some UMP points. And, you know, that's very cool because, you know, you start compiling them races, you know, multiple races up in a week, you can jump in UMP points quite, you know, quite rapidly and, and uh, you know, at the Brownstown Banquet, you know, when I introduce them, I always introduce the UMP points up with them. And it's amazing how many people we have race every Saturday night at Brownstown Speedway. They're they're in the top 10 in national points with the UMP. So that's, uh, you know, that's very That shows a competition that you do race with every Saturday over there. Yeah. So what are, what, what are your goals for this season? We probably set our goals a little high. But, I mean, that's just what gives you something to strive for. But this year, what I'd really like to see is I'd like to see me make every feature and top ten in every one. You know, last night or Friday night at Bloomington, we missed it by two spots. I finished 12th in the feature out of 26, and um, it was good. I mean, we raced good, and there's a lot of good guys there. But, yeah, top ten, uh, you know, a few top fives, and hopefully a feature win. I'd love to get me one of those this year. All right, I'm, I'm going to go this a little on the personal side here. I know, uh, you know, you and Ryan Bowling are good buddies, and me and Ryan are good buddies. He made sure that let me know that your nickname was Crowbar. <laughs> Where did that nickname come from, man? I don't really know. I, it was kind of <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just one of those things that we used to do a lot of uh, house remodeling and different okay. things, and it's kind of like hey we need this tore down and i was the guy to do that job you know so a guy just started calling me crowbar because he'd give me a sledgehammer and a crowbar and i'd have it tore down ready to rebuild and, and it just stuck and everybody my buddies started calling me that and because you know ryan came to me this beginning of the year and, and told me about you know he was getting into this and you know ryan is a huge supporter of yours and uh he's like you need to call him crowbar and i'm like that ain't gonna be something that he's I gonna, saw that that he's going to be upset about or nothing he's like oh no he said it's all good and uh i'm like all right you know and i asked him i said ryan why why does he go by that and he's like i have no clue but just call him that and i'm like we can do that you know so i i didn't know if there was a bigger story behind that or not you there's know there's not really a big story at all i mean it's just kind of fun like we talked about earlier you know getting to the track early and and grilling and and throwing that flag up and and showing people that racing's not just a you know one day deal or i mean it is but let's have fun with it you know and call me crowbar or whatever people's nicknames it makes it more fun and and the crowd you know likes it and oh it's you know i and it helps me out because you know it's my job to show your personality to all the people in the stands and uh you you actually help me with that a lot you know you you bring a lot to the table with that and why the 55 why why, uh i mean i know i'm obviously the w's for wee miller but why the 55 it was just a football number in high school and um I just kind of like it, you know, the double nickel is always my number and, and carried it over in the side-by-side world. It was 1955, you know, and I just, I like it. 
that was the same number I wore in football too. So I, that's yeah. pretty cool. So I was sixty. <laughs> so I missed out on the fifty-five <laughs> reminiscing. <laughs> but um, Lucas, uh, I want to take a just a, a short time here because we we've wanted to do this for every driver and. I want to give you a chance to really talk about those sponsors that help you get to the track, you know, um, every week. So I want you to give, give them a shout out and get a chance for you to talk about them. Um, I'd like to thank my parents. They've always been behind me in every, every aspect of racing or anything I do in life. They're always there to support me. And my wife, Kara, she's, like I said, she takes care of us, gets the food and, and tear offs on the helmet and clean fire suits. But as far as helping with the car financially and getting their name out there, uh, Battle Wagon Trailers, um, Hall Bell Bonds, Cooper Concrete, Enviro Heat, L&L Lumber, Hacker Sawmill and Trucking, Bishop Repair, Paul Ney Associates, Booker Co., The Rugged Company, Stall Insurance out of Seymour, CPC Printing out of Brownstown, Dasco Race Supply, Gurker Building Supply, Wilson Equipment, Showbound Trucking, Mighty Oaks Tree Trimming, True Blood Logging, Reichel Media, uh, Parker Dental there in Brownstown, Bob Pointer, Bain Logging, he's a big help, and Booker Booker Co., like I said, he's a big supporter, Spec Racing Engine. So, I mean, I, like I said, I've got 24 guys that believed in me enough to give me money to put on a card and it's advertisement i know that but they were like yeah they i didn't have to twist their arm or anything they're like yeah we want to see you do good and and have good equipment so i have a lot of guys to thank and i really do appreciate all their help and i'm glad you you kind of threw that out there because that's the the lifeblood of you guys being able to do this week in week out and and you know as matt and i kind of started this we wanted to make sure that drivers got a chance to thank those sponsors and you know, and at least get them pushed out through our, our source of media. Um, and, you know, we thank them because without them, you wouldn't be there on, on Friday and Saturday nights, and that would mean you wouldn't be here with us. So we appreciate what they do for you as well. So, But I do want to bring up, you talked about mom and dad, and you said they've supported you in everything you've done. Did mom have any reservations about this this new venture? Um, She's always she's a you know she's a typical mom always worried about absolutely you know you're playing t-ball she's worried and racing definitely but um as far as the racing taking it back like i said the dirt bike days and the side by side she always was there because she knew that's what i like to do and and supported me and always says you know be careful like any mom would do but she's always been there so your, your family not being from the dirt racing background what was their thoughts the first time they you know they showed up and watched a race like you know what has he gotten himself into or oh i'm sure that was going through their mind you know like yeah what what are we doing now but after we went and and started you know doing better and having uh having fun with it they they like to come to the track you know we go like i said we grill out and and make it a family day you know they can come and watch and and it's a lot of fun i mean just to have people there that support you and enjoy it now we've talked with a lot of drivers about this as well and i think you'll have a very unique and interesting perspective because you aren't a guy that grew up at the racetrack all the time one thing that we hope to do as well is kind of promote this sport and get more people in the stands what do you think dirt track promoters and and guys need to do to increase the people coming out on a friday or saturday night 
Well, trying to get the fans, you know, as a fan, you always kind of want to be a part of it as much as you can be. And a lot of times they can't, you know, it's like, oh, you got to stay here or whatever. And I, you can buy pit passes, but I think it's, it is nice. Lucas Oil and them guys, you know, have the, the drivers come up and sign stuff before the race. And even if you're a low guy at a, a weekly show, I still think the fans like that. If, if they'd bring the drivers up, you know, and do a little more interacting with the fans and, and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Well, and I, I think you're exactly right. And I don't think it matters where you run. I think it's the personal connection. And, and if a guy is willing to come up and spend time with a young kid, and we've talked about it before, but that's what makes that kid want to come back. You Ex- know, exactly. Whenever we had the fan appreciation night there at Brownstown, and parked in the infield. I know it takes time out of the race to do all that stuff, but when you when you bring them to the bring those kids and the people to the infield like that and let them see your car and and you're standing there in your fire suit and those little kids, I, I love that kind of stuff. And they come up to you and and you're kind of their hero. I mean, you're just a normal guy like they're going to be someday, but they look at you like, oh man, this is awesome. And that's what that's what I like enjoy about it. You know, that's why I do it because I like to race, but I also like for those young kids to be like man this is awesome someday i want to be a race car driver and hopefully they can kids kids not i think you bought more bicycles than any any one driver out there man and and that was very cool because you made sure you got your picture taken with each kid that that picked your bike out out of all of them and uh i seen that out of you that night that was very cool you know i, I think you bought three or four of them you, you brought down there i think so I, yeah and i then, wasn't keeping track you know you hung out right there with it you know we was calling out the numbers and every time a kid you know because we just let them pick what bike they wanted when they picked your bike you know you'd come in there and, and uh, mark would take a picture with you with the kid and i mean that was very very cool you know and that, that helps because like you said especially that night you know that kid's gonna realize you know lucas in that 55 car you know gave me my bicycle so you're he's gonna be you're gonna be the guy he's gonna root for you know when he comes back to brownstown exactly and we need all the people to root for us you know what i mean because we need all the help we can get so you know did you grow up a race fan though even of any i mean i know you you kind of you race some dirt bikes race the side-by-sides did you grow up watching indycar or nascar or anything like that we watched uh um my mom and stepdad, he was a huge NASCAR fan. So back in NASCAR when it's good days, mm-hmm. we watched NASCAR every Sunday, you know, and I always was like, man, that's so awesome, you know, but you dream of that and then you realize that it's probably not going to happen, you know, driving a NASCAR. So then you, then you look at dirt track and, and I never was involved in it because, you know, I never had that opportunity to, to get a car. I probably could have, but I just never, you know, pursued it until, cup last year you know i had the opportunity to buy one and and bought one and and i'm glad i did because it's a it's fun fun thing to do but as far yeah as far as the racing no it's kind of one of those things we're just like brown sounds our backyard 10 minutes we can be there and that was really the only track i was going to run was brownstown not even worry about the other ones but then once you do then you want to go to other ones you know Mm -hmm. you want to see what it's all about that drug gets in your blood and all of a sudden it's you get you gotta have a fix and for for lack of a better word i mean that's what it it is and that's why we want to encourage people to go out and see what what the dirt track is like because it is something and it's why a bunch of guys right now are sitting around antsy as all get out for the rain to stop here and get brownstown speedway started 
And Jacoby Hines is a, a really good buddy in school, and I knew he always raced. And whenever I, I called him up to, you know, ask him questions about cars and what to do and what he thought, and he's like, don't do it. You know, <laughs> don't do it. And he's, I was like, why is that? And he said, because, you know, once you do get it in you, it's hard to get it out. I mean, it's like you said, that's why we went Friday night at Bloomington because we went down to Florida. We were fortunate enough to go down there and run and, and had a good week. But then we came back. And it's been a couple months, and we're like, man, we got to go. You know, Brownstown's been rained out, so Bloomington was good weather, and we went over there and ran and, you know, got that fixed for a little bit. But. And it's funny you said that Jacoby said that because I asked Devin last week, hey, man, if you were if you gave advice to a young race driver, a kid that wants to be a race driver, get them, what would you say? And he said, play golf. <laughs> he said, because it will eat you up. It's something that – once it gets in you, and obviously he was joking, but once it gets in you, you you have to do it. I mean, you yeah. want to be involved. Well, Jacoby comes from one of those race families too. You know, his dad raced, his dad Rick raced, and then you know Jeremy races, and and Jacoby races, and but you know that family they're no stranger to victory lane at Brownstown Speedway. You know, all those guys, great success in racing, and and uh, you know stuff like that. So it, Jacoby's another good one to have to reach out you know especially with the modifieds jacoby you know very good in a modified so he's he's another good one to reach out to and say how do, how do i do this yeah and he's always been there i mean he calls me just like friday night after bloomington he calls me on the ride home and you know just talking about the race and different things so it's it's nice to have those guys that's been in the racing reach out to me and, and try to help me you know because even though we're competitors out there and you know everybody wants to win they're still there to help you get better because they want to see you do good too. And, I mean, the better you are, the better challenge it is for them and different things. So, I mean, it is a – everybody's been welcoming to me, so, and that makes it nice. And, you know, you talked about the better – you know, they want that competition. I know, you know, Matt Botnick won a uh, feature last year, and, and that's what he said from Victory Lane is, you know, he wished that, that Gilpin and, you know, Jeremy Owens and some of them other, you know, big-name modified drivers would have been there that night because that just makes him better the more he can race with with guys like that you know so that's and that's what we talked about earlier you know whenever you race with with better guys so to speak you know that that win every week that only makes you better and i've noticed that just by going to different tracks and racing against stiffer competition you only get better when you do that so that's what's helped us quite a bit well there is a a plethora i guess of competition right around here i mean the guys you roll out with on a saturday night at brownstown speedway you know outside of one or two guys you know traveling around in the modifieds that's the best of the best you race with tyler nicely friday night at you know brownstown or at bloomington and you know he is very good but he travels you know you don't know whether he's going where he's going to be at but on a saturday night when you roll through that lineup shoot i mean it's the who's who of ump modified racing around here you know at least it seems like it is because anywhere else you go those are the same names that come up and it is, and like I said earlier, I pulled into Bloomington Park next to Tyler, and I'm I'm new to it. I didn't do my research and know every driver and everybody's name and their stats, but I parked right next to him. I was like, hey, you know, we're standing at the, the lineup board. I'm like, you know, who are you or what are you, class are you running? And he's like, oh, I'm Tyler Nicely running mod. I was like, oh, cool, so am I. And, and we hit it all, like just started talking about racing. He's like, yeah, I've raced 17 races already this year, and he's – I think three back-to-back wins, you know, in front of Tyler or Trent Young. And so just being there, and, and he was a super nice guy. You know, if I need anything, he was there to help. And that's what's nice about it, you know. 
seeing guys like that. And I think that's an interesting thing, too, because we've asked a lot of the other guys that have been on with us about, you know, when was kind of that starstruck moment or when you noticed that, you know, this guy was starting outside of you. Again, I think it's very interesting that you don't really have that. I mean, and, and again, I'm not making fun of you in any sense of the way, but just like that, like some guys would have walked up there and been like, oh, my God, Tyler Nicely's here tonight. Like, this is not going to be fun. But you're like, hey, man, what's your name? What What are you running? <laughs> I mean, there's just no fear whatsoever. It's just, hey, I'm here to have a good time. I'm here to race. And, and I give you a lot of credit for that. I think that's a cool thing. I appreciate it. And I think that's an advantage to you because you're not going to have that you know, like Dustin said, that starstruck moment of, oh, man, Nicely's to my outside, you know. He's just the guy in the five car, you know, as far as you're concerned. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes that helps that you're not, oh, my gosh, you know, I got to I gotta do this because Tyler's to the outside of me, and you know, so. And I, I kind of got that last year, you know, we'd go to races and, and my crew would be like, oh, this guy's here, that. And, and they weren't trying to make me nervous, but I think they were just trying to let me know so you know don't screw up you know but <laughs> but i i put that out the window because like i said everybody everybody had to start somewhere that's a fact and yep. and i'm just and i'm willing to learn because i want to be i want to be that guy that they're like you know how many how many went you came off of a five win winning streak or whatever i mean that's kind of my goal you know to be a name known in dirt track what's your long you said you you know you want to be great in 10 years which I already said I think you'll take care of that before 10, but what's your long-term goals? I mean, do you want to stay in modifieds your whole career? Are you, you looking to maybe move up to a super late model or a crate late model? Or Well, everybody says that the, the late models are easier to drive for the simple fact of, you know, the steering and the tires and, and whatnot. So we've kind of talked about buying a crate, you know, and trying it. I've got two mods now. I wrecked that one, you know, mid-season towards the end and, and – since i was running for points you know a lot of people they wouldn't have got another car but i've got that competitive side and i'm like hey i'm doing good in the points trying to get the rookie of the year so i found another car out in illinois that was put together already and that was new and so we, and i got a good deal so we went out and bought it that way we could race saturday night to keep our fight going for that so now that i've got two mods it's kind of like well what do you do you can't race two mods at once and that's kind of where i'm maybe leaning towards is a, is a crate late well Devin kind of talked about he mentioned and that's why i said we might have some breaking news on here that you're leaning toward maybe putting a young shoe in your second car and letting him do some wheeling well like me and Devin talked he's he's open to that car anytime he wants you know and and that it's a nice little thing for a gig for him to have you know race a oh, yeah. race a, uh, a late model for jim beeman and then we go to a big race hopping my mod and i've got a young boy um never raced but he's just you know he's kind of a star in that i racing and whatnot right and kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier giving those kids a, sh a shot that always dreamed of doing it and i'm in the situation where i can help this young boy that's 15 get that shot and i'm young enough don't have kids that's old enough to race so i'm i'm just willing to help him out and that's very cool that you're already looking at that you know because of the advantage you have with life there then you are, you do already have a second car that you know hey let's go out and try it you know and he might realize it ain't for him or you know it might be something that you found the next star you know so. exactly and, that, and that's kind of where we came from you know we had he might be the best on the i racing but racing a computer and racing a real life mod's totally different 
but there's still a lot of aspects where he's learned a lot, you know, doing that. Kind of like me, I was like, oh, it can't be that hard to turn left and go fast. <laughs> but there's a lot of things to it. And and we did have a little practice session, and he did show that he has potential. And I don't know how many races he's going to race, and I, I hope to have Devin drive my mod several races this year. I mean, that'd be nice. But if we can get uh, the 15-year-old in at five, six nights – I think that'd be huge for him. Well, what's his name? That way, if uh, if he shows up one night at Brownstown, we you know everybody knows watch for him. Uh, Braden Watson. Braden Watson. So he comes. He's an, he's another one of these boys that's came from a racing background. You know, his grandpa raced, and his dad had a super stock, I think, and raced, but he's never had that opportunity to to be in a car. And he's ran around with uh, Bobby Pierce a lot, you know, and his crew and traveling, you know. And like I said, I just want to give him a shot. Like he might not be good, he might be great. If he either way, you know, he had the chance. Very cool, and good job on that. You know, and you talked about you know him kind of getting a start in eye racing. Is that something that you've done? You know, in this transition to it, have you used any of that eye racing or anything? Never tried it. Okay, because I haven't either, and I part of that is probably because I'm afraid I would get addicted to it, and I'd be sitting out here doing nothing but <laughs> eye racing. But I know that. You know, a lot of the big-name guys talk about, obviously, the real realism of it and, you know, are using it to kind of help get themselves prepared for some tracks they've not seen. And stay sharp with it. You know, I kind of wish that I would have known about it before to maybe do that. Um, but I've always been the type of hands-on learning. I like to learn by doing it. And that's kind of what the, the direction we went. You know, we bought a mod and, and just learn by doing it and so i mean it's going to be fun to see it i mean it's kind of different you know being 30 years old and having a expensive race car and a 15 year old that you don't really know behind it is kind of crazy i know it sounds but um i like to i like to help people and, and try to get him good and and like you said he might be the next you know the next devin gilpin or whatever and i again and i know matt already said it but i give you huge kudos because we talk about how do we get more people involved? And it's and it's guys like you taking chances on kids that want to be involved that maybe can't do it on their own. So I give you huge kudos for that. Thank you. You know, and helping that kid out. Oh, you know, I'm right there with you. And, you know, I am going to take the, the suggestion of us bringing all you guys that show up on Saturday night up for autograph sessions. You know, I'm, I'll try to, you know, I'll talk to Jim and, and all of them and see if we can do that maybe at least once a month where we can get, you know, and if that helps and, I you know I know it seems like if you if you target the kids a little bit you know that kid's gonna go to school and say man this happened you know on Saturday night well that kid's gonna go home and tell mom and dad well I gotta go where he went because they had a good time and uh, you know and and I know me as a race fan I, I talked about you know always want to see what those drivers look like with their helmets off you know because I I was a track kid I went at five and from then on up and you know always when they was racing I always wonder what they look like because you know they they were my superstars when i was a kid and yeah. the closer i could get to them the, the cooler it was for me so i'm going to definitely take that you know to them and say we need to work on this because we need to fill more people in them stands to keep this sport you know alive and running and i know with you know the 2018 every life's busy everybody's busy they've got kids they're running here they're playing sports and and that's kind of where i was you know i played sports i worked a lot but the racing any way we can keep people like you said those kids go to school and talk about it and make it affordable for people to come and enjoy it and bring their family 
you know, that's only going to help. Instead of sitting at home playing games or going to the movies, come to the track and, and you know, get dirty and, and see your favorite race car driver or get a T-shirt or sign, whatever. I mean, just keep it fun, you know, keep them wanting to come back. And there's not too many things you can do where if you're under 12, you're free. I mean, that's, you know, yeah, mom and dad's got to pay to get in, but if they got two or three kids, you know, outside of what they're going to eat that night, and once you get to the racetrack, it's all free. You know, the kids get in there for free, so. And that's the thing a lot of the people at the track have to realize that if you do anything, if you take them to a movie, that's going to be 50 bucks, you know. Oh, yeah. And so if you keep it entertaining and enjoyable for them, they're going to come to the track. I mean, even though it does cost to get in, I mean, that's they got to realize that that's how the track keeps to keep going and get drivers there and different things. So I think it'll work. You talked earlier about some of your crew guys, um, and we've talked on here several times. You, what some of the fans don't realize is on Saturday nights is it's not you just hook up to the trailer and pull the car down. There's there's hours and hours in the shop and getting set up. Who's some of those crew guys that really uh, really give you some help in getting things ready? I've got a guy named Ben Givens. He um he works at Ison, so he gets off at five, and he's at my shop at, or he gets off at four thirty. He's at my shop at five every day. And last year, we needed all the hours we could get because we had a lot of body to, you know, to fix, and we had a lot of stuff tore up. But that was kind of go- our goal this year is to keep it smooth so we can have more fun. And but Ben, he's put a lot of hours in helping me. Um, Donnie is at my shop all the time helping me if i need anything he comes over brings me stuff so he's there a lot Devin helps me and then uh, eric roll came on board you know he he thinks that we're going to maybe do something he wants to be a part of it and he's a huge help i mean he drives the rig sometimes he t- grinds tires so i've got a lot of people that that are behind me and and help me now, the chassis you bought off of Devin was an impressive. What was the chassis you went to Illinois? Was it another impressive? Yeah, also? it was another uh, 2017 impressive. Very cool. So you're starting to get the, the handle on that, and you know where to, you know what setups you need to do with, with everything there. And that's what we talked about earlier. Whenever we first raced, we just kind of set the car up and, and turned laps. We didn't adjust anything. We didn't do set up. Well, I mean, we set it up, but we didn't do a lot of change. And now we're at that stage where – we know what to do if we're tight. We know what to loosen up, what bars to drop. You know, J bars and pull bars, and they talk about all this stuff that's over my head. You know, I'm just learning. I'm like, Donnie's like, well, we got to do this. I'm like, well, what is that? Where is that even on the car? So it was a learning curve, and, and now that we know, uh, I think we raced close to 40 races last year, so that was a lot for, you know, never doing it. And that helped us learn our car, and I like the impressives, you know, because i feel like when you stick with one that you know and you have that edge to keep going oh i totally agree with you there you know you become familiar and you know what to expect and you know you went from you know one car to the other but it's, it's the same chassis so you know the setups ought to be very very close you know between the two cars and they are whenever i bought the car off the jason smith out in illinois he had a lot of different parts than what i had so it did drive it was the same chassis but it drove totally different and this winter we built both cars pretty well identical so that they are the same if you know if we run at bloomington with with molly and something happens we can hop in lucy and run in at brownstown there you go i mean that, and that's good so out of the two which is your favorite car lucy or molly well to be honest uh 
Lucy's the one that I bought off of Donnie. That's the one we wrecked. So after I wrecked it, it pretty well set in the shop, tore apart. We tore it all down, and then I bought that other car. So honestly, I haven't even been back in it since that night. Oh, wow. And why don't you go back? Because that was a pretty wild ride you had when you when you tore that one up. What What was that like to experience that? Well, everybody knows Devin wrecked right before me, you know, and, and had to get took him up to Andy and so we're sitting there and he's a great buddy of mine so we're sitting there and I'm like dang it you know I hate that but I he's like hey go out there and do good you know as he's getting in the ambulance he's like you still got a feature to run so I'm in the car and never in a million years would have thought I would have been in the same boat he was upside down barrel rolling but you know it was it was a wild ride but thankfully you know all the stuff safety you've got the seats and the helmets and the Hans devices and the and so, I mean, as far as the safety factor, it was, you know, I wasn't scared there. It was more depressing as you're flipping upside down, looking at the fans and seeing the sky and then hitting the dirt and, and landing there and you see your car destroyed. It kind of sucks because you know that you put all those hours mm-hmm. in with your buddies in the shop and then it's all brought to a halt and it's it's toast, you know. And that So it was different. Does well, that feel like that takes, like, just a lifetime Oh yeah, I, I the thing that is weird, I've always wanted to see it on video, but there's still to this day I've not seen a video on the internet of what what my wreck was. To me it felt like a perfect example of the movie Talladega Nights, you know, whenever <laughs> he's wrecking and it's like slow motion and stuff's flying off your car and it's just like it, yeah, it felt like it took five minutes. Well that's what I mean, even as you describe it, you're like, I saw the sky, I saw the fans, I saw the dirt, I saw the sky. Oh, yeah. I mean it that it just slows down oh, yeah, to where it's, it's slow motion. I mean I went into I called it like a catapult, you know, the back end came flying up, so I'm looking down at the ground, then it started sideways and then in that barrel roll and yeah, you just see the lights and you just and it's it happens so fast, but it feels that slow at the same time. It is it's weird. And I'm gonna tell you it was it was fast action because I remember looking over in one and two to watch something, and then I hear Jamie beside me. She's like, "Oh my!" And I look down, and and you're coming to a rest. I mean, that's how fast it was that I I didn't yeah. get to see your roll, but yeah. you know when he was he was coming to a rest. So, it might, I'm sure it seems slow to you inside the car, but it was like oh, it was fast. I somebody posted it, you know, had a little video on Facebook, but it was just the tail end, and I thought it was slow. But whenever I saw that video, it was just like it was fast you know it was crazy but i'm was sitting that, in the lineup shoot last night at bloomington or friday night and uh sitting there waiting to go out for hot laps and here's this car comes flying over turn one at bloomington and does the same thing he flipped probably 15 times right in front of me and i was like you know i kind of wanted to get out and you know help the guy out just because I'd, i've been there before but, right but it was you know he was okay and the car was toast but was that the first time you'd been upside? Did you get upside down the side by side when you raced in the GNCC? Um, a couple times. I mean, but nothing, nothing that high speed. You know, not going sixty and just start barrel rolling. Right. It was more low key. And now, when you talk about, and I think I know the answer to this, because you bought another car pretty quickly. Was there any hesitation about getting back in the car after that? Well, like you said, you probably know the answer. No, I was that night. My dad was actually saying, what are we going to do? Like, are you going to get another car? I don't think we can have this one built by Saturday. 
So dad was already saying that. Mom was probably saying she was probably slashing tires in the race shop. Well, yeah, she wasn't there. Um, she wasn't there. Neither was my wife. She was actually doing something with some girlfriends. If you're ever going to roll a car, you pick the right night to do oh, it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, because it would have been it would have been hard to get them convinced to to let me get another one and get back in it so quick. And but like I said, they support me and. And we bought another car to finish that. Because, I, like I said, last year I was going for Rookie of the Year and, and tried to do the best in points that I could do. And that was my choice, you know, was why I went so fast. And your points, I mean, you had, what, Jacoby was behind you in points and uh, Dennis Botnick was in front of you. I mean, you're right there in the competition and stuff. And that's what's, I mean, that's what makes it enjoyable is getting to be with those guys, even though they might, they win features and I don't, but the way the points work you know you show up and you're dedicated to the sport and you run every week and and that's where the points helps a guy out like me but i'm hoping this year to get a feature win and i'm glad you guys let me tell my sponsors on this on the talk show because i have i've yet to be able to tell them at victory lane you know well we're hoping that happens too because uh we would definitely want you to come back on right after that first feature win so that we can uh say those sponsors again and and celebrate with you a little bit so when you get that because i'm not even gonna say if lucas when you get that feature win the country in the dudley town is it gonna be a party that night well i'm sure a lot of people realize that beer goes with dirt track racing yes, sir. so so yeah there's gonna be several of those drank and a and pretty big party because like i said we've been working hard we've been putting hours in and and I really want to do it for my guys, my team, and my sponsors, and and get that feeling. There, there's nothing like the country in on a Saturday night <laughs> late, so <laughs> that'll be a good time. When you, uh, you know, how has it been to try and balance? Because I know you, you know, you've got a you've got a pretty demanding job. How has it been to try and balance that that work for your actual career, and then trying to get in the car and get the work done there? Well, and like you said, it all goes back to my crew. Um, this year, I've actually kind of taken another, took on more challenges with my career as far as a business owner and bought a few more things as far as trucks go. And So I've been very busy with it, and that's where I've got good guys like Ben and Eric and, and Stephen Watson and a few other guys that they show up at my shop. I might be busy working. They're over there working on the car, getting it ready. So, I mean, that that's helped me out tremendous. And now your race shop is right there with your with your business, correct? Correct. So that helps a little bit oh, too. Yeah, that helps a lot. I know my I know my father. He's like, you know, at break or lunch, I'm over there. Like, you know, what do we need to buy for the car? And I'm worried about it. And he's like, we need hey, we need to run this mill. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's so hard. You know, it'd be better if the shop was at my house, but it's just kind of part of it. But dad, dad's all cool with. I mean, he is he. Oh, he's, oh, he's there every weekend. Good. Yeah, he's a big supporter. And then uh, you with the 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 Wee Miller Express, you give the extra money for the No Way Out. Then you you the one that took it to the historic ten thousand. Then right? Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm just a big supporter of it, of racing, and I like it. So anyway, I can help. You know, if it's not winning, I want to be involved somehow. And it was just an opportunity for us to be involved and and get it up to, you know just like you say the ten thousand, that's a huge purse oh, and yeah. that should bring a lot of guys to brownstown and that's what i want i want brownstown to be big it has been for years then it's kind of fallen off because of the 
you know, the way society is today, but I want to get it back to how it was in the old days, you know, where the crowds are full or the stands are full and and everybody's there. You know, there's been a whole lot of huge names come through that place. And, you know, me as a race fan, I'm appreciative of what you're trying to bring back to the sport, you know, and everything that you do. I mean, you different whole, you know, many different aspects there that you you're personally involved in. That's that's very cool as a race fan. And I think it's really cool that you've jumped on board even not growing up with that and you, and you respect that history of Brownstown Speedway and and what it was and what it still is and can be and are willing to jump in and help support some of that stuff so that's pretty cool and I, I thank you for that too so what made you decide to give the extra extra amount so I just growing it up just so we could be have that historic 10,000 and well I mean that and uh Mason Fleetwood, you know, there with Blondie's, he's on my car. I didn't say him earlier, but uh, Blondie's Pizzeria is on the car, and, and he helps me, and he's a, a big supporter. So he called me up, and he's like, hey, uh, you know, let's try to get this thing big. And and he knows how I am, you know, and I'm like, let's do it. You know, I'm all about it. I'm all game. Have you, you know? ever thought about getting in a sprint car? Honestly, I, I want to, but it's kind of goes back to that thing where I don't need to because if I do, I'll probably want one. Yeah, yeah, you're probably better off and, to. And you know, my wife, we've we've gone to a lot of races now that used to we never did, and she sees those sprint car wrecks. She's like, no, no way, you're not getting one. <laughs> well, I've grown up, and I and we've talked about it several times on this show, but I lean towards the sprint cars. I grew up in in Mitchell, Indiana, and going to Bloomington Speedway and watching those guys run their sprints up there and i took my wife to the no way out 40 last year and i said you know if if we're lucky enough that our four-year-old wants to race i mean the dream scenario would be that he runs a sprint and it didn't i mean it hadn't come out of my mouth any longer than (laughs) 10 seconds and one is just barely rolling and flipping and jumping down the side of the track and she said and that's one of these and I said, yeah, that's one of these. So <laughs> I'm going to have to try and work her back into that idea because she's already like, hmm, that looked really nasty. But I would be all about getting my son in a sprint car at some point. And me being the what I'm from, I would be over here trying to talk him in to get to a dirt late model, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's – I enjoy all forms of racing, but I just lean toward those dirt late models. And, you know, I, I get excited. Actually, any kind of racing, you know, that's why – when I got the opportunity to, to you know, be the idiot that yells into the microphone every Saturday night at Brownstown, that that couldn't suit me more because, you know, I get to sit and watch racing and talk about racing and and uh, you know be part of it because, you know, I could never afford you know to have a race car. My family didn't have race cars. You know, my grandpa was a diehard race fan, but we was never on the racing side of things. He was always on the spectator side. And uh, I got older. You know, help started helping buddies that had race cars, but just never could monetarily afford to have one of my own and this is you know this podcast and and you know being the announcer at brown Santa, that's my way to give back to the sport and try to find ways to make it grow too so you know i'm glad that, that you do everything you do and you know all of us working together i think we can make this sport get a lot bigger than, than what it is now oh yeah and like the whole podcast thing i mean that's i don't even know if that's been a thing in the past or not probably not but things like this is awesome to to bring guys in and give me the opportunity to talk about people and and like you said just grow the sport i enjoy it and talking about it get people that haven't been around it involved and maybe get them on board with they'll you know like it so it's pretty neat and like we talked about earlier you're kind of asking me i would 
you know, you said you're a huge fan of the dirt late model. That is something that I want to go towards, but I wanted to start out in a mod because I felt like if I could drive a mod good, then we can go to a late model and be decent, you know? Oh, and, and you, you know, you heard the others were easier. So, I mean, if you race something that's hard, you know, with the horsepower to tire size ratio and all that, when you jump up to that, I think it's going to help your learning curve when you move up a class. So that was kind of our idea outside of Devon. Who's some other drivers that, you know, since you've raced a, you know, a whole race season and, and stuff, who's some drivers you're starting to look up to and kind of like try to model their style of racing? Well, I would say like, at, you know, Brownstown, Matt Boatneck's always up there, you know, and he's a, he's an awesome guy, you know, in outside the track and on the track. So I, you know, I like him a lot. And like I said, I'm buddies with Jacoby and, and watch a lot of stuff he does and, just kind of do our own thing at the same time, you know, because everybody drives different. Oh, you yeah. can watch so many people do different things. So we kind of just worry about ourselves and that aspect of what we need to do um, to make us better. But, I mean, all the guys are great. I mean, everybody. Like Tyler, um, oh, the Knight, Mike Knight. Mike Knight, yeah. You know, he was a buddy. We got into it a few times on the track, and we were both new and – but afterwards we'd be in the pit and we'd talk and shake hands and be buddies and help each other out any way we could and and that's what's nice so you got a lot of a lot of nice guys that that are out there racing with you and and it makes it enjoyable and both of you guys improved last year you know that's you know you guys both come in kind of new to the sport and and worked up and and you know by you know by the end of the year you guys both showed improvement from from race one and you know that's all a guy can ask for on his rookie year is i'm gonna be better on the last night than i was the first night exactly well guys we're at uh, about an hour and 15 minutes already um crazy enough and and i want to again thank our sponsors um in the fast lane productions again reach out sign up for a premium membership within the fast lane productions.com schaefer photo and custom tea um, check them out this Friday and Saturday night at the double feature at Brown Sound Speedway in their trailer right behind the grandstand. And also Kenny Montgomery for allowing us the uh, opportunity to use his new song, Dirt. Uh, again, if you want to download Dirt or Dirt Track Thing, visit your iTunes uh, or wherever you purchase your digital music. It'll be available there. Anything else, Matt, before we take off? I'm going to give a shout out real quick to the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees. Like me knowing Mark. If you race at Brownstown Friday night and you came back Saturday to watch, he will probably have the photos available if you want to look through and uh, see what you want to buy from him up there because he, I know he goes home every night after the races and, and gets everything cropped and ready. So if you if you race Friday night, he'll have them ready for you, on you know, something for you to look at on Saturday. So definitely go back there. Bobby Bowling, he'll be in the back there in their booth and, and – uh, you know, it's fun to go just go talk racing with Bobby. So if anything else, look through the pictures Mark has and uh, talk a little racing with Bobby Bowling and then go from there. And Lucas, man, I, I really appreciate you coming down and uh, spending some time with us. And we're going to look forward to that feature win this year and the uh, the good time at the Country Inn and Dudley Town, Indiana afterwards. So I wish you all the best of luck. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. We'll see everybody at the track Friday and Saturday.
I'm from this. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt. Gotta get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, Mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. Roll out the trailer, I'm flossing. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Yep. Them cold kind, we're tossing. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. Get I hit the high side, boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Uh. I do them like Kyle Larson. Watch me throw them sliders. Party in victory lane, and y'all boys ain't invited. Your mama gets excited when I pull up to unload. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. We don't sit on 24s, we don't ride on spinners. I'm posted up on them 15s with platinum dirt defenders. Got kids up in my window like, hey, Mo, are you gonna win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, cause y'all know I'm about to send it on there. Dirt. I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to it. I just won hot laps for the third week. Lil Dave said he thinks we're in the first heat. So I go and check the board on my bike, sitting outside pole. Y'all know what it's looking like. Uh W, W, that's another George W. Hit him with that half a lap, like, dang, what gear you running in? And where'd you get that fire suit? Man, I like that stitching. Velocity USA, hey, just tell Brad that I sent you. I'm shining like I'm. Rubbered up and I'm smiling for the pics Y'all boys be looking tacky while I stay looking slick so short. Four new rims, no new friends They never know what I'm planning never. And mama just gave me them eyes like they maybe you looking handsome We pray and sing the anthem Nobody takes a knee We stop and show respect Cause we're all proud to be From the land of the free and the home of the brave Y'all better wake up and get it We're making America great again Let's all go out and kick it on the dirt I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to it.